new standard in action. It seems like just yesterday when we hired Stan, we had these secret meetings in hotels. It was just at the beginning of COVID. And of course, everything that we, that we had with us back then, our hopes, the aspirations, and the enthusiasm have really carried forward. And that means that I think Craig knew what he was doing. And it means also that Stan certainly knows what he is doing and our players are continually learning how to do well what they do. And we're really excited about the coming year. I think Stan's unrivaled talent, his spirit, his intentional recruiting, his dedication to our student athletes and his dedication to winning. What is that? Winning, big W, one and O after each game. They've really galvanized and revitalized. And I can think I can say fairly supersized our Lions basketball program. And we have some proof of this. This year was the first top three finish in the West Coast Conference since 2005-06. If you're my age or older, that seems like yesterday, but it wasn't. Do the math. This was also a year in which we had the most 20-plus point wins since 1989-90, Jeff Fryer. And this was the year where we had the most all WCC uh, selections since 1989-90. And Stan, of course, was named the 2021 Ben Job Award and Joby Hall Award finalist. And these showcase his passion, these showcase his commitment to LMU and to his first year as our head coach. And I'll tell you, when you can say this about a rookie, the rookie's running hard. So now that we can finally, and I'm so excited about this, we can finally see the light at the end of our pandemic tunnel so we can get amped about next season. I cannot wait for each of you to join us in the stands as we cheer on our basketball team the way the good Lord intended, and that is with one another, loud as our lungs can make us. You may have heard our superstar gentleman, scholar, knockout player, Eli Scott, will be our first all WCC team member to return to play for the Lions since Anthony Ireland. So Eli, we are so excited to have you back. Uh, we always have to remember, Stan, recruiting is number one, but retention is number two, and you've done very well in both. I'd like to, before I turn things back over to Craig, just describe Stan using a simple motif Anytime any of us brings on somebody new, we want to do all we can to support them in hopes that they're going to hit the ground running, as we say. When Stan Johnson arrived here, he was such a force that the earth hit him and decided, I'm going to have to catch up. That's how fast Stan moves. So we are very excited, Stan, to see what comes forward in the next season, see your vision continue to come to flourish with LMU and see your leadership help us roar and soar. Message from Carol, message from me. Go Lions! <laughs> Back to you, Andy Pintons. Well, thank you, President Snyder. I, I'm still trying to figure out the, the world moving. I'm, I'm still trying to work that one through my brain a little bit in terms of uh, Stan hitting the ground running. So I'm not sure I have it figured out yet, but what an amazing year. Uh, when we made a change in men's basketball, obviously we were looking for somebody we knew who could develop relationships first and foremost with our student athletes, but also with everyone else and a lot of the people on this call. 
And Coach Stan has talked about it so much that in order to get where we want to be, it's going to take everyone. And, and make no mistake, we want to be back in the NCAA tournament. There's no event like it. And we haven't been in 31 years at this point, but I feel like we're a lot closer to that goal than we have been at any point. Uh, we just finished the year ranked 94 in the net rankings. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about for the net rankings, what they are is they're the primary rankings that the NCAA tournament selection committee uses. And I check them every morning. And I would hope our fans get in the habit of it, of it also because it isn't about the, the wins and losses. It's about who you've played, how well you've played to be able to get into the tournament. Uh, to give you an idea, again, highest we've been since 1990 in that metric, and to make the tournament, you either need to win the WCC tournament or be inside the top 50 or 60 of the net. So as the next season starts, when they release the first net ranking in December, make sure to join me in kind of checking in every morning on the NCAA website to see where we are. Where we are. The one thing that was really tough about this year, more than anything, among other things, is not having people at the games this year. The energy generated by Coach Stan and the team was amazing, having been one of the few people that was actually in Gersten. But we need you back to pack Gersten for games. We're working on doing even more renovations inside, hopefully in time for the start of the season. And college basketball really provides the best home court advantage of any sport you can be worth five to seven points per game, which will make a huge difference and, and help us uh, get where we want to go. So when you come back, you're going to see some changes inside of Gersten, and we're never going to stop trying to improve our program or our facilities. Uh, there's some aesthetic changes that have, are going to be made, some branding changes. But more importantly, right now, we have a $17 million project that would renovate the west wing of Gersten and provide an 8,000-square-foot academic center a new video control room and men's and women's basketball suites that would overlook the court. It would give us a huge, huge competitive advantage. And we have an anonymous trustee who has pledged 8.5 million of that 17 million, but we need to find the other half and we need to find it soon so that we can take our program to an even higher level. All right, well, you've, you've heard enough of me. Time to hand it over to the person you really came to listen to our head coach, Stan Johnson. But before we do that, as a reminder, if anyone has questions, I ask you to put them in the chat section so we can uh, address them after coach speaks. But before we hear him speak, let's take a look back at our season in review video. Hey Lions, this is Stan Johnson, your new head men's basketball coach. I cannot tell you how excited I am and how humbled I am to be the caretaker of such an amazing program. I'm so excited to officially welcome David Carter, Alan Edwards, Greg Yunkowski, and Ricky Munch. After 153 days apart from each other, we're finally back on campus. It's time to get to work. Finally allowed back in the gym to work out. College basketball, 
set to start on November 25th. video makes me want to get back at it let's go well thank you so much I, I really appreciate everybody being here and uh, you know it's pretty cool when you work at a place where uh, you know it's not only the athletic director that's here but you know when you work for a president like um, President Snyder and uh, his great wife Carol who carries him most of the time as we all know um, but to have that kind of support and have them on here is, it's what makes this place special and why I believe we can be great and we can do some great things here. You know, I've always said, um, in order to be good, it takes alignment. And when you look at this call right now, uh, to have, you know, Dr. Snyder and have Craig and so many people in our department, our trustees, board of trustees, uh, people who care about um, LMU, uh, that's what it takes. And, you know, I'm really excited about the season we had. You know, I'd like to give so much credit to my staff. You know, you're as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I'm very fortunate. I'm surrounded by some of the most talented people I've ever worked with in my life. You know, I've had the privilege to work at, I think I've lost count, but I think it's nine different universities. And all of them are near and dear to me. But I can say this, and I'm not saying this because I'm here and I'm biased. It's the truth. I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. I just wouldn't say anything. These, this staff is the best staff I've ever worked with. And the reason our guys had so much camaraderie and, and so much chemistry and the reason no one cared and we were just about winning is because our staff is like that. I work with a bunch of humble guys that um, are all about winning, are all about the right things and you know they don't care who gets the credit. And I think that's trickled down. You know, secondly, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for the players that we were able to bring here and the guys that inherited. You know, when you have a coaching change and you throw a pandemic on top of that, um, you don't know what to expect. But these kids have bought in at the highest level. Um, and I tell them all the time, you know, I, I really believe we have the best culture in college basketball right now. And this is the first year in my 19 years of doing this that I did not get a phone call from a parent, a phone call from a AAU coach, a high school coach, that my staff did not receive a phone call from one of those people upset uh, with what was happening you know, with their kids. Now, that doesn't mean that they were always happy with me that their kids weren't playing. But I think it speaks to the, the culture that we've established and the type of people we have within our program. That's how you win. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited and, and I'm really thankful for the year we had. 
to do what we did um, again with change, with nobody here on campus, with through a pandemic, um, and being third is an incredible feat. And you know, Dr. Snyder and Craig, both of them did a good job with me throughout the year, telling me, "Hey, you know, this is good. Good things are happening." Because I'll tell this group, I'm probably the most impatient human being you've ever been around. I'm not okay with finishing third. And I know it's good and uh, you know, it's baby steps, but I wanna win everything. And, and that's why I came here to do, but you know, I, I've gotta understand, you know, with all that, it takes time and you've gotta go through what you have to go through. But our team is positioned so well um, for the future. Uh, I think we're as well positioned as this program has been um, probably over the last 30 years. And, you know, we're at a place right now where we have a chance to really move the needle. And when I'm saying moving the needle, it's not just, you know, winning, you know, games on our schedule. It's, we're in a position where I feel like we can win on a national level and not just for next year, but for years to come. You know, when I took this over, it wasn't about being good this year, and we were. It's not just about being good next year, and we're going to be. It's about building something that is sustainable. It's about building something that can last. And we're really at a place right now where we have an opportunity to do so. And that starts with, again, the leadership we have here, the staff we put together, the kids in our program, and the kids that are going to be coming in here uh, which I can't talk about today because some of them are not signed yet, but hopefully in the future we'll be able to elaborate on that. We are, we are in a healthy, healthy spot. You know, one of the other things I'm really proud of, um, you know, our guys, you know, when you go through a year like this, you know, your mental health takes, it takes a toll on you. You know, our guys are in their dorms. You know, you really can't leave campus. Um, you have no access to your parents, uh, to friends, loved ones. And it's easy to, to, to lose sight of a lot of things. And if I was in college, I don't know if I could do it. But not only did they do it, but to, 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 to come away with the highest GPA in the history of the program. You know, that says a lot. And I tell these guys all the time, like, when you come here, it's not going to be just about us cutting down nets. We want to cut down nets, trust me. And we want to hang up banners. But more importantly, I want you to leave with a degree. I want you to be a great learner. And I want you to have something that's gonna last you far beyond this game. And our guys have also bought into that. And for me, that is the most important thing. And because we've done that at that level, there's no doubt in my mind, I believe we're gonna win big on the basketball court. So I'm extremely proud of, of where we are today uh, in comparison to where we were on my first day. And um, I'm excited about what uh, is ahead for us. You know, that being said, you know, I've, I, you know, I, I write a blog, you know, once a month, it comes out on Wednesdays and it's, you know, it's been pretty much our mantra, the title, a new standard. And when I came in here, you know, I made it pretty clear we wanted to set a new standard in terms of how our program operated, how it was viewed on campus, how it's viewed in the community, how it's viewed, you know, nationally. And I think we've changed that. I think we've set a new standard. But as we move forward now, um, it's all about, let's raise the standard. You know, let's raise the standard. We have, a, we have an opportunity to raise the standard here at LMU. 
And in order to do that, like Craig said, it's, it's gonna take everybody. It's gonna take everybody. We can't be happy um, with just a good year. You know, the telltale sign is, can we come back and can we multiply on what's happened here? And in order to do that, it takes a deeper sense of commitment from everybody. And, and some of that sometimes is beyond me and it's beyond the players. And I need your help doing that in, in the greatest way. And I'm telling you, I, I hope that what you saw in a difficult year this year um, and in our first year here is that, you know what? This guy may know what he's doing. And if we can do what we did this year, imagine what it's going to be when things are, like I like to call it, moved forward, not back to normal, because we don't want to go back to normal. We want to move forward. As we move forward, um, how good things are going to be for our program. But this is the time to dig deeper. This is the time to make a stronger commitment. And this is the time to think outside the box. Because like in anything in life, opportunities come and they go. Um, and we don't want to miss this, this opportunity right now. And um, I'm, I'm glad uh, to be the coach here. Uh, I have fallen deeper in love with this place every day that I've been here. And I knew it had greatness in it. But being in here for a year and, and not, I, I haven't met, I don't know how many people I've actually met in person. You know, I still haven't, right? Um, I walk around, I feel like I'm on a lost island when I'm on campus. So if I can feel this way already, I know what it's gonna feel like when everybody's back. And I know what we're capable of. And you guys all watched it. You just watched what everybody would say, obviously is the best team in our league and where they finished in the national championship game. I want that to be us. I want that to be us. That can be us. That is the absolute goal. I've told our team next year, um, you know, I don't want to be sitting on Zoom calls uh, with parents recruiting. I want to be in the Sweet 16. I want to be in the Elite Eight. I want to be playing for a chance to go to the Final Four. And that's not going to happen just by me saying that. Gonzaga, places like that, Marquette, the places I've been, the people we're chasing, they have committed to it at the highest level. If we're going to be in the game, Let's be in the game. Let's play it. And if we're not, let's get out. But I like to win. And I need your help. We need your help. And we are positioned better than ever to move this university forward, not just our program, the university, by branding it on a national level through our program. So um, that's my, my message. And I believe in it more than ever. We are going to kick butt and we're going to take names. I cannot wait to get back in that gym. I, I know my guys can wait because they're sick of dealing with me for a while, but I can't wait to get back because we have a lot of unfinished business um, that we need to take care of. But it's, it's really exciting, you know, to have Eli Scott coming back to school. I mean, Damian Douglas, who, I mean, only played four games in league play. Guys, imagine where we could have been with Damian. You know, imagine where we could have been had Kelly not gotten hurt and played in the conference tournament. You know, imagine what it's going to be like when we have a full roster and we are we have depth and athleticism like I want to play. Imagine what it's going to be like when we're packing Gersten. You know, so um, there's great things coming. 
And it's a great time to be a, a lion and a great time to be a fan and a great time to be a supporter of this program. And it's a great time for me to be a caretaker of it. And I appreciate it and I love it. And it's been a great year and I'm looking forward to what's, what's coming. So with that, we can proceed. All right, well, again, uh, I hope everybody got a, a good sense of Stan's impatience. Uh, he, he did put that on display because he, he is in that way. That's why we love him. And that's why he's an amazing coach because there is no wait. We need to get to action now. And so really appreciate that. And again, words of wisdom from, from coach, coach Stan. Before we get to some of your questions, we do have a couple questions that we wanna run through with Stan and actually some of the questions that you did ask in the chat, which we're monitoring are included in a couple of the questions that we have before we get to your questions. But Stan, maybe just kind of walk us through what was this whole year like from the time we, we sat in that hotel to calling you and sitting in Milwaukee for a while, all the way through to the end of the season at the West Coast Tournament. What, what was that whole just walk us through it. Well, guys, Craig was Craig was the only AD that 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 made me fly across the country in a pandemic to meet with him. Think about that, right? This is a true story. I'm going to give you guys some insight. So, I was fortunate enough to make the cut. You know, I don't know how many guys he was talking to. So, I remember my agent calling me and saying, "Well, hey, he wants you to come to LA." And I said, "Okay, cool. Do this for me, though. You call Craig and tell him I'm not getting on that plane if not if I'm not a serious dude." In this, in this search. And I don't know if he did it or not, Craig, but I said, I'm not getting on that plane because I don't know what's coming. But if I'm serious, I'm going there. I'm going to get the job. So to, to get from that point and, and Craig calling and, and giving me an opportunity to be the coach, I mean, that was obviously incredible. You know, but I went, I mean, three months or so, I never even met our most of our guys. Uh, you know, I had to fly in finally and I, I met with a few of them because there were some guys on campus. And then I didn't meet my whole team till. I want to say late August, you know, which was crazy. And then on top of that, we couldn't get in the gym. So we had to get two, we had to get two, pra two plastic basketball, set that, set that on the tennis court and, and create some makeshift shift courts. And we started to implement our stuff there, which was actually awesome. And I knew we were in good shape because our guys, the way they handled that, being outside, the sun's burning, we're working out. I mean, the court's slippery and the attitude that they had there, I, I knew we had a chance. So to go from that to, you know, finally getting in the gym and then being able to play was amazing. But for us, it wasn't a matter of like, you know, if we get COVID, it was a matter of when. And the thing that was most incredible for us was every time we were in a pause, we came out, we were better which tells me we're going to take like 20 days off next year in stretches, you know, because we were actually better when we took 14, 15 days off and we had to go back and play a game. But I mean, no coach has ever been through that. And, you know, that gave me a different perspective, you know, even moving forward, how we train and how we rest our guys, you know, so I've, I've learned a lot from that. Um, but, you know, the, the, the year was challenging. And, and one of the things that we talked about all year as a team is the harder it gets, the better it is for us. And I feel like our guys really adapted that mindset. And I told our players, you know, the, the teams that can um, deal with adversity and be flexible and pivot are not only the teams, but people are, who are going to deal with this pandemic the best. You've got to be able to, 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 to flip it on the fly. And, 
you know, our guys did a great job with that. You know, one of the games I was so proud of our team was, you know, we go to San Francisco and, you know, we literally had six guys available. I've never seen that. I'm saying six people available uh, to play in the game. And our, our starting point guard fouls out. And we win the game with five people, two forwards and or three forwards and two centers on the court. Again, that to me, um, you know, just gave me evidence of the type of culture that we were able to establish in a really, really tough time. Um, so, you know, I'm really proud that we were able to get as many games in and, and so many people deserve credit for that. The leadership here, you know, Dr. Snyder, Craig, his staff, uh, our trainers, uh, there are so many people that allowed us to, to get through the year and I'm glad we did. And it's a year we'll never forget. You know, Stan, if, if your phone's going off and that is a, another uh, big, feel free to just, to we can have the call. Yeah, you exactly. can take that. that. That's not a problem at all. Um, you know, what, what kind of stands out though, you, you talked about some of the great moments during the year, but was there kind of a defining moment during the, the year that just really stands out above everything else? Yeah, it was definitely it's that, that San Francisco game on the road. Yeah. You know, and to, to be able to win a road game is really hard. Uh, to win a road game with six guys is hard. To win a road game with five players and no point guard is, is, is impossible. And that was just sheer will. And that's the day I felt like, you know what? We've, our culture has been established and we have complete buy-in. And uh, this is something we can build off. But I, that's, you know, I, I've, I've been at Marquette where we beat Villanova when they were the number one team in the country. And, and I've been a part of some great wins. That was the greatest win I've ever been a part of as a coach. Yeah, no, it, it was something incredible to, to watch and, and to be there. And, um, you know, I, I will say this. I probably didn't share this with you, Stan, but there weren't very many people, obviously, at the game because there weren't fans allowed somehow USF had, had snuck in uh, USF legend Bill Cartwright sitting about, you know, 25 feet down from me. And at one point he just looked over at me and just shook his head. So I knew we had him. I knew we had him at that point, which was a good, good feeling. And Craig, if I could just drop in the, the video of Stan after that game, going across the court like a lightning bolt is almost as good as watching the players trying to catch up to him. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was pretty incredible. Uh, Stan, you still have, you still got a little bit of wheels there. It, it was impressive. I, I think I burned it all out on that sprint. You, you might've, you, you needed to be in the training room the next day. That's for sure. One of the, one of the things that uh, really obviously caught on and, and was used really well this year is a new standard, but, and, and we obviously have achieved kind of that new standard. So why now the change? Everybody's getting comfortable with new standard. Why are we going to raise the standard? How are we going to do that? Well, I, you just said it. You know, the word is comfort. I don't want us to get comfortable. And we can't get comfortable. And, you know, I think we were able to do so many things. I mean, we've, we've raised the most money in the history of our program during a pandemic. And we've been able to address a lot of areas within our program. I mean, our locker room. Um, you know, the, the championship hallways, our weight room, um, you know, the backcourt, which is our practice court, our, re our recruiting war rooms. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. When I got here, we were below par. And I've said this, you know, there was areas in our program where I felt like we, we were already at a disadvantage. 
And, um, you know, our school, I've said it so many times, it's so beautiful. Uh, you know, our, our program needs to match the beauty of our school. And um, I felt like that was a big part of the new standard and, and how we saw who we could be. I think we've done that. Now we must raise the standard. And there are so many areas, you know, like you talked about the $8.5 million gift we've been given. You know, we've got to capitalize on those things. You know, that's how you change the directory of something. And we've got to invest a lot more into what we're doing. It's the only way. It's the only way. You know, I've, I've been around our league now once. And it's very, it's very clear to me <clears throat> who's investing and who's not. And I can see why the three teams in this league that are consistently at the top, there is a reason they're consistently at the top. There is a reason. There is no doubt there is an investment in those places from the top to the bottom, the fan base, donors, board of trustees, you name it. All of us have to be in alignment. We all have to be together. And we all have to see the vision on why this is important. You know, so a coach can only do so much and I, I we're going to do as much as we can. But when you, when everybody understands that vision and everybody raises the bar, that's when you move the needle. And that's why I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping people can say, man, these guys have come in and they've got a lot done. You know, this is something we want to continue to invest in because we're going to, we're going to reap the benefits of that. Our university is going to reap the benefits of it. I know this because I've seen it. I've, I've been at Arizona State, I've been at Marquette, I've been at these places, I've been at the University of Utah, where, I mean, how much marketing uh, is being done by those programs uh, being in the NCAA tournament and winning championships? I mean, you can't pay for that. You know, I mean, the, the amount of exposure you get, you can't pay for that. But there is a price to be at that level. There really is. And it's non-negotiable. And I think you have a lot of teams in our league that are trying to negotiate with greatness and success. And I don't want us to be one of those teams. We have a chance right now to separate ourselves from the pack. And we have a chance to be one of those teams that are one of the top two teams in this league consistently. And we must raise the standard in every way. And that starts with our thinking, our commitment. And if we do that, yeah, it's the sky's the limit. No, you bring up a great point. And, and just as a note in the chat, uh, Stan, next time, if you're stuck with six players in San Francisco, Joe Bronson has offered to actually play. I don't know if he has any eligibility. I know Joe can shoot. He claims he can really shoot free throws. I know, I know that for a fact. I've watched him shoot free throws on video. Um, there's, a, there's a potential opportunity there in the future, I think. We'll take one. He's got five fouls. He's got five fouls. That's good. Uh, hey, he can knock him down. He can knock him down when he gets to the line. A couple questions in the chat, and I'll kind of combine a, a bunch of different questions. But as far as the 21-22 schedule, uh, what can can fans kind of look forward to during that schedule? Well, now that Eli has told me he's coming back. You know, you know, he made me wait for a long time, but now that he's coming back and, you know, I, I like where our recruiting is going. I like who we have coming in. I like, you know, healthy Damien. We, we have to rework our schedule. And obviously I inherited a schedule. Um, you know, for example, we've got some return games at some places that we can't go to. This team has a chance to be an NCAA tournament team. And we want to schedule in a manner in which 
when our season is complete and we're going down to Vegas and we're getting on that plane, we are already in the tournament. We're going to Vegas to improve our seating. How do we do that? We must schedule better. And that's a part of uh, raising the standard. And, you know, there, there's, there's also a cost sometimes associated with that. If you want to play in the NCAA tournament, you've got to schedule the right way. And that's our, our, our a major focus this offseason. We've got to get the schedule in place to put these guys in position uh, to be a tournament team um, so our numbers are where they're supposed to be. And, and that's, that's priority number one. We have a, we have a chance here, and we, we can't mess it up based on uh, playing you know, poor opponents. Yeah, and, and Stan brings up a, a great point. I, I think scheduling is, is very difficult, and it's going to be even more difficult now because there are a lot of people based on what we have coming back that are not going to want to play LMU this, this coming season. And so we're going to have to find the right games, and, and I'm pretty confident we will. And, uh, you know, the challenge also becomes a lot of times, obviously, everybody wants to see great opponents at Gersten. And trying to get them to come here sometimes can be difficult as well. So we will continue to work on that. I think we'll we'll find some great opponents. And and that kind of leads into the next thing. Obviously, at those home games, surreal environment this year, not having any fans there. What kind of impact is that going to have? And how important is that going to be that first game when the team comes out and you've got people there and you're introduced as, as the head coach. Cause you never really even got to get any kind of reception. I mean, I, I would try to remember to clap for you when they said, and head coach, Stan Johnson. And yeah, exactly. that's about all you could hear. Well, a couple of things. One, hopefully Carol won't have to uh, cover her ears because there'll be noise in the gym when I'm in the huddle going nuts, you know? So she, she won't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be awesome. And you know, one of the things I, I've told Mike Harris and our Mark, I want our first game sold out. I don't want to hear that people don't like, I want the first game sold out. I don't care who we're playing. And we, we've got to make a commitment to sell the first game out. And two reasons, right? If you're a freshman and you're coming to a game and you're hyped up and man, I'm going to go check the game out and you, you should. So we want to, we want it from day one. We want to create an environment where, you know what, come to that LMU game, that's what we do here. We support our basketball program. That's what elite programs do. So that first game, I want that place sold out. And if I have to go and drag everybody out of their homes in the Westchester area, I'm committed to doing that before the game. And our assistants can coach. But we're going we're gonna to sell that place out, and they're going to keep coming. And we're going to create an environment. If you want to win a championship, you have to have the kind of environment that people hate playing. They should hate playing our team because we're nasty and they should hate coming to that gym because our crowd is nasty. And if you had the combination of those two things, now you, now you're cooking. So I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to get on campus and get the students back where I can bug them and push them in there. And, you know, but I, the product we're going to have, people are going to want to get in that gym. Well, I, I do I, think. I, I feel, I feel very good about that. I, I do think, Stan, if, if you go actually go into Westchester and start dragging people uh, out to games, that definitely will create a viral video that actually could get more people out to games. So I, I, let's there you go. I'm, Good marketing. I'm for it. Well, I'll, I'll help you. I'll come, you know, find some neighbors as well to, to bring out to the games. 
Last question I have, and then and we've got a bunch in the chat and we're gonna to get to those. And I think this addresses some of it as well. And we'll get to the, some of the specific ones, but what are your thoughts on, on the roster? Obviously Eli coming back, that's huge. You, you've essentially returning all five starters and you're adding some new pieces in as well. Uh, what does the roster look like for next year and, and where are you at? I, I think our roster right now, you know, we've got one scholarship um, still out there and we've got to keep working on that. Like I said, I can't comment on any any day now, but um, we have a talented roster on paper and we have a roster that I believe can compete with anybody in the country on any given night. Um, that being said, it's not going to be easy and we have to be better. It's not just going to happen. You know, everybody on our team's got to take another step. They've got to get better. Eli Scott did not come back to school just to come back to school. He came back to go to the NCAA tournament. He came back to, to play against elite teams. He came back to be a, a much better player than he's been. Damian Douglas is as talented as anybody we have in the league. I really believe that. We haven't seen the best of Damian. You know, and our guards are going to get better. Obviously, Kelly, we know what Kelly is. But the depth of this team, the guys we've had sitting, I think people are going to love some of the guys we've had sitting out. This is a deep team. The thing I love about this team, you better show up and practice every day because if you don't show up, you ain't going to play. You know, this year, we had X amount of guys. You know, you were going to play. If you don't go up, your butt's going to be sitting with us on the bench. And iron sharpens iron. And, and that's what we need, you know, to, to knock off the elite of the elites, you have to, your practices have to be that way. So when you get in the game, you're used to that kind of competition. And, 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 you know, that's something we didn't really have a lot this year because we were short on numbers and injuries. We had to really gauge how much we did do. Um, so we have a team on paper that I believe can compete with anybody. We have to get better. And we have to get to that point, but, I love our roster, especially if we can make a couple moves here and there to, to solidify it. But I, I'm very confident with what we have. All right. Well, with that, we will go to some of the questions in the chat, and I will I will uh, read those off to you. Before we start, Coach, did, I mean, just so you know, we did not plan this NFL color rush thing we have going on here where I've got the blue background, blue, blue polo. You've got the red, red. I mean, it just worked out that way. So it works, I guess. Um, you know, one, one question Fred Smith has is, will there be any, any seniors coming back with an extra year extended by the NCAA? Obviously, Eli's coming back. Are other seniors? Yeah, so Eli, Eli will be back. Um, you know, Matias is like 38. So we figured, you know, it's probably time for him to go get a wife and get married and, you know, become a professional. So he, he won't come back, but Eli would be the only, only one. Matias is, you know, Right now, he's at the point where he's trying to narrow down his agents uh, to, to, to start his pro career, uh, but it'll just be Eli. No, that's, that, that's good. Anthony asks, uh, you know, first of all, thanks you for, for doing the event today, but what was one key takeaway you learned this year, you know, being a head coach? Because a lot of times you, you move down 18 inches on the bench, and I guess in this year, you moved six feet down the bench. Um, social distancing and everything, but what, what's the one key takeaway you learned? You know what? That's a good question. I've had a lot of people in the business ask me that. Um, you know, I was very fortunate. I've worked with a lot of guys who allowed me to be me and, you know, uh, gave me big roles where I was at. And, you know, I spent a lot of time preparing to be a head coach. 
And I felt really prepared, even with the pandemic. You know, the, the biggest thing that I'm still having to learn, and like I said to you, is the patience, you know, being patient and understanding it. Um, you know, that's hard for me. You know, I, I, I wanted us to win the league this year. I wanted to go down there and beat Gonzaga and BYU and everybody. I, I just, you know, so hopefully I'll get a little better with that. Um, but, but, but being patient um, and understanding that, you know, things do take time. Uh, regardless of what they are, uh, that's probably been my biggest learning curve. Uh, I can uh, I can attest to that having a, multiple conversations during the year to to remind remind you of that. But and I, I hope you continue to be that way because uh, those are those are fun conversations actually. A lot of right. times they're 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 good. Um, our H-A-B-G-C asks, will Gary Harris be eligible at the beginning of fall 21 or will he have to wait until fall 21 ends? And I think I'll, I'll answer that one. You know, as of right now, he would, it, it, under the current rule, he would have to wait until the start of the second semester or the actually the end of the first semester when he would become eligible. But if the rule does change as expected, uh, he would be um, eligible immediately in the fall as well as any potential signees that would transfer in that could be potentially uh, they would be eligible immediately as well and that is expected to pass but has not happened quite yet. Um, William asks and, and this is a good I think we covered this a little bit but maybe elaborate on it uh, looking to sign another big what are you looking for you know obviously as of right now as being reported we have one additional scholarship available uh, what are you looking for in that last one is it rim defender to help Kelly if not who would back up Kelly at the five? Yeah, we're, you know, we're just looking for the best available player. You know, I, I don't want to, hopefully not a plotter. I'd like to, us to continue to be more athletic. Um, and, you know, the way Kelly plays sometimes, Kelly and Matias were like two polar opposite guys. And I felt like we had to play two different ways. So I'd like to, to, to have somebody who fits how we want to play, how we want to run, um, you know, but someone who, who can, exhibit the level of toughness that we have. You know, the one thing I loved about our team this year, we were never going to get pumped. You know, it didn't matter who we were playing. If we went to Minnesota, we could we could bang with those guys. We played Gonzaga, we could bang with them. If we, it didn't matter. It's got to be somebody who, um, you know, has got strength and girth and toughness and uh, can play the way we want to play offensively and defensively. And those guys are hard to find. I mean, there's not a lot of, you know, even in the portal, there's like 18,000 guys in the portal right now. But the big guys fly off the board. There's just not a whole lot. Um, so we, we got to get the right guy. And this one comes from Andy. Um, analytics are obviously a big part of college basketball. And uh, this year we averaged 69. And according to Andy, I don't know if this is true or not, but according to Andy, we averaged 69.5 points per game. Uh, just as a one metric I really liked is we were number two in offensive rebound percentage in the country, which is awesome to see. But where do you want to see your team playing next year on the 69.5? Do you want to score more points than that or, or you want to be at 69.5? Well, I want to score more points than the other team. That's the, that's the first thing, you know, let's score more points than them. You know, again, like when I got here, one of the things that I wanted, I wanted to run, 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 run. And early we were doing that, but then, I realized that wasn't what was best for this team. You know, we weren't, we didn't have enough depth. 
our, our better players, that, that's not what they did yet. So we slowed it down. Um, but we're going to be a lot more athletic. And we're going to be deeper. So we're going to be able to play a lot faster. You know, Eli and Damien are going to be surrounded by more weapons. You know, so we're going to be able to, to strike you a little differently than we had been able to. Um, you know, I played this year a style that I felt gave us the best chance to win games. Uh, but as we move forward, you know, we'd like to, you know, I'd love to be in the 70s, mid to high 70s. I'd, I'd love to be there. Uh, but a lot of that is, is, is on our guys and, and them buying in. We will. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, I think once you have more of your personnel uh, in here, uh, you'll definitely be able to play that, that type of style that you're, you're looking to do. Tyler asked a great one, and I, 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 I'm, I'm partial to this one a little bit. Can you promise us more locker room celebration videos on social media next year? I think he might be referencing the Portland one where you, you, uh, you showed off some skills there, Coach. Yeah. Hey, we, we had a lot. You know, I, I, got, I got beat up when that came out, so we, 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 we put everything on pause. But I can promise you. We're going to celebrate wins. And, um, you know, Eli and Damien are going to disagree with this because there was one game, we're not going to bring it up, that we won. And I walked back there and it did feel like we lost. They know what I'm talking about. Because um, I didn't think we But as long as we play away and we give our best, we're going to celebrate that. Winning is freaking hard, man. It's hard to win a game at, at this level. And we want to celebrate that. We want to make it fun. So... Yeah, I hope next year we can we can have a lot of uh, dancing and water being thrown around and all that good stuff uh, for people to see. You know, Robert asked a question uh, on scheduling in terms of trying to play in the Wooden Classic. Uh, Robert, just a, as you know, a note: a lot of the those type of events are filled up a, a couple years in advance. The good thing for us is we're going to have a lot of opportunities to play in some of those better type of events in the future because of where the trajectory of our program is going now. So obviously if we're invited to play in, in something like the Wooden Classic or Maui, that'd be awesome. Uh, we need, we'll get there at some point. And, and kind of the way the rules work, you, for example, with the Maui Classic, uh, one, if you play in the Maui Classic, you have to wait another four years to play in it again. And so that's why you, you see some of these teams rotate through there. And so hopefully we get in the rotation as one of the teams in the WCC that people are looking for. Uh, definitely. Uh, Jeff, Jeffrey asked how much for a box suite at Gersten. You know, Jeffrey, we do not have box suites at, at Gersten, but uh, Kyle Knickerbocker is on this call and he is probably going to look you up and give you a call because you're going to be sitting in some courtside seats when he sells them to you. I can guarantee you that um, if we have any available at this point. Uh, this is a good question from, from James and, and James, we missed seeing you at games this year. Um, how's Damien feeling in his recovery and wishing him well? And I think Damien's on the call. We want to let him answer that. Yeah. We have Damien answer that one. Where is he? I'm right here. Oh, there Hello, he is. Everyone. All right, Damien, go, go Dame. Um, I would say I'm close to two months on recovery since surgery. Um, I'm walking, no crutches. I'm doing great, started rehab, and I finally started shooting this week. So I would say I'm doing very well, and I'm very optimistic. 
No, that's that's great to hear, Damien. Uh, just so you know, I you know two summers ago when uh, Damien was a little banged up, he he was in the gym nonstop working on his shot, and I think everybody saw some of the results of that this year. And the other note on Damien, uh, he had a tremendous fall in the classroom, um, made the the dean's list, and we're expecting that again out of you, Dean. So no pressure. He will. He will. He will. Um, a question from Joe, Joe Bronson, uh, you know, and Joe's just making a, an assumption here. He's saying that Gonzaga is going to grab the WCC bid. So first of all, Joe, uh, I don't think Stan's going to agree with you there. So how do, but his, his point is, I mean, obviously Gonzaga is established as, as kind of the, the team in this conference. How do you overcome the likes of BYU and St. Mary's? And if you get, get it through the tough schedule that we're going to have non-conference, uh, to achieve second place, how, how do you how do you think about that? Yeah, well, I don't want to achieve second place. That's number one. You know, I'm not playing for second place, and uh, we're playing to be in first place. We want to we we want to win the league, and and I get it. And they're good, and they have years ahead of us. You know, and I'll be honest with you guys, I don't sit around thinking about Gonzaga. I don't. They're, I don't think about them at all. They're not like even in my. It's not, I don't wait, oh my gosh, Gonzaga. That's not how I think. I think about us and, and we don't need to be Gonzaga. I don't want to be anybody in this league. I want to be LMU. I want to be Loyola Marymount. What, what we have, we've got things that a lot of those places do not have, but how do we do that? What I said, we've got to raise the standard. We've been talking about it for 30 years. It's done. You know, we, we got to raise the standard. We got to recruit better. Um, we got to, we have to resource uh, our program in a way where not only do we recruit, but when we get them here, we have the things available to these guys to make them the best basketball players, students, everything that we can possibly become. That's how you win. So if we're doing that. It's not going to be like, well, how do we sneak a bid? It's going to be, how do those teams sneak a bid? You know, and that's my mindset. Um, and that's no disrespect to coach few or any of those guys. Those guys are good coaches, but we got good coaches too. And we've got good leadership here too. Uh, but we have to go for it. And, and that's what I'm saying. This, the time is now. We got to go for it. We can do it. Um, but I don't think about Gonzaga. I don't think about BYU. And I don't think about St. Mary's. Um, we are in a position where we do what we're supposed to do. We don't have to worry about them. And, and they can figure out a way to, to, to find whatever bids there. The other thing is, I think from our league perspective, we've got to stop thinking this is just a three-bid league. We've got to grow the league. You know, that, that, that's how you become, you know, I think sometimes in our league, we're, and I'm just saying to the group, we're a little small-minded. We try to protect three teams. Why? Let's, let's get out of that. If we all create the right schedule and we invest the right way, all of a sudden now you got a four or five bid league. That's what we should be. That's what we should be. But our, again, our thinking has to change. And if we're going to think like, well, you know, BYU is going to go every year and Gonzaga is going to go every year and we're fighting for one, then you know what, let's do something different. And, and that's, that's a league thing. Uh, and that's to all the other universities. But again, I'm not saying it arrogantly in, in, in any shape of the imagination. That's not who I am. I'm just saying, I don't lose sleep over those people. And I don't think about them. I think about how can we, can we get our program better for us is recruiting better. It's, it's scheduling better. Um, we got to coach them better and, and are not need to be guys they're not 
And people tell me, well, well, the campus is beautiful and LA's, it is, it is. Spokane isn't. There's a reason people go there. There's a reason they go there though. There's a reason. And if we can get our program closer to that, I'm telling you, they won't be able to catch us, but we have to believe that's possible. No, well, well said, well said, Stan. Uh, you know, we heard from Damien. We've got Eli on the call. So we're going to put you on the spot, Eli. So be prepared here. What kind of went in, factored into your decision? Obviously, you, you could go, you could have gone pro and, and started to, to make some money and, and done that. But you decided to come back for in an unprecedented time for a fifth year. What kind of factored into that decision? And uh, where are you at from there? Definitely my long development. Coach Johnson and I talked about that. And we talked about if I came back for another year and, 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 and getting stronger, faster, maturing more. Uh, so that's pretty much it. No, I, well, we, I think everybody on this call is very appreciative of you coming back, Eli, and looking forward to, to seeing you back out on the court this year. So I, I saw you earlier today, and man, you had the cutoff sleeves. You're looking, you're looking pretty <laughs> fit right now. You had some pipes going. All right. Well, we have a couple a uh, couple messages in here. Just to, if you didn't see in the chat, uh, got a, a nice message from our Hall of Famer Jeff Fryer, uh, who still holds the record in the NCAA tournament for 11 three pointers. By the way, just said congrats on a great season. He was going to to high school game to. He's going to go scout some players for you, coach. So he's going to go bird dogs and find some people. Uh, Greg Walker, another former former Lion, uh, black road jerseys were a nice move. He wants to continue to rock those. Um, the announced transfers coming in, can they play right away? I think we, we touched on that one uh, in terms of hopefully it, transfers will be able to do that. Um, and <laughs> oh, Greg Walker, I didn't, I didn't uh, Greg sent me a nice message too. He was, uh, <laughs> Greg, Greg said, and this is good. He, he didn't send this to the group, but he, he, he kind of gave you a hard time, coach. I mean, he said in the 70s by halftime, come on. He said, the story, <laughs> the system is still in me, Craig. That's what he told me. So he, he's right out on that. Hey, I'll take that. Eli, can you guys deliver on that 70 by halftime? We'll try. Okay. Sand Dune, I'm telling you, Sand Dune Park, get it in. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Thanks for being on the call. Um, how do you, you know, Recruiting is a, a big thing, and, and obviously, once the recruiting by the NCAA is released so that you can actually go out and, and do that, uh, recruiting Los Angeles, Southern California, you've made that a, a priority. How do you approach that, uh, considering that you have you know some other unnamed universities locally that are also competing for players? Yeah, I, I just think we have so many talented kids here, and they all can't go to one or two places. And... Um, you know, you can throw a rock and hit a really good player here. And we want to make sure we protect our backyard first. And, and, you know, when you talk about bringing people to the games and, you know, people, some, you know, fans want to see kids, they, they know. And, you know, so I think local talent will allow us to draw even more people to Gersten uh, because those are names people can, um, can relate to and have seen. So, um, that's what we're doing. We're being very strategic and, and we're going to take and 
we have a lot to sell. I mean, this is a great university. You're going to get a great degree. And the degree from here means something, you know. Um, and I think as our program continues to grow, you match that with the level of university that we have. Um, we, there's, there's nobody around us that we can't beat. And like I said, are we always going to beat a UCLA out on a kid? No. Are we always going to beat USC on a kid? No. But they can't take everybody. And there's a lot of kids good enough to help us win at the level we need to win at um, that are, you know, surrounds our school. No, you're, you're exactly right. There's a lot of great talent in, in Southern California and looking forward to adding a lot of those lines in the future. Uh, well, it looks like that kind of wraps up some of the questions we have. And before I wrap things up, I, I just want to briefly talk about something that we're going to be launching pretty soon called the Tip-Off Club. Uh, the Tip-Off Club is going to be a, a fundraising option for people and it's going to ensure that we can continue to have this success. Coach Stan talked a lot about investing in basketball and in, in making sure that we do all the things so we can be competitive because I think everybody on this call wants that and to do that we need to continue to invest in our program and, and we're counting on a lot of people to ensure that we're able to do that. So tip-off club is going to be uh, mailed out and a lot of you on this call probably will receive that information. Little marketing trick by getting you on the call. We now have your information and you should receive that kind of starting uh, beginning of June. So with that coach, hey, this has been an awesome year. It was great to have a, a cocktail hour. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for everybody? No, I just appreciate everybody showing up. It means a lot. And uh, hopefully you can continue to help us spread the word and get involved. And there's not and there has not been a greater time to be a lion over the last 31, 32 years. Let's freaking go. Let's go. And, and let's see where we end up. But I'm excited. Uh, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, appreciate it. And